Welcome to The Red Podcast, a place for bold, inspired, outrageously courageous, and just a tad bit naughty women leaders come together. I'm Elaine Kalila, and I'm the founder of the Priestess Presence Temple, a sisterhood of over 80,000 women. For the past 25 years, I've had the great pleasure and privilege of supporting, inspiring, catalyzing, and initiating women to remember who they are. The Red Podcast is a place where you can come to lean into your edges, listen for that which yearns to be expressed more fully through you, and to say yes to the places that probably scare you. More importantly, I'm going to be talking with some amazing women who are spiritual and grounded, and we're going to be chatting about what it takes for each one of us to step into the legacy of our purpose and fully bring it to the world that we're here to co-create. Your presence is a gift, so I say bring it. We're here to listen to your red, your leading edge, that place of evolution within you. Hope you enjoy the conversations. Well, hello there, my beautiful ones. It's Elaine Kalila here with an episode of The Red Podcast. And I am so, so honored and delighted to get to invite my sister Marguerite on today because we have a bit of a fascination in common, which is the Magdalene. Now, you know, I've been doing a lot of different episodes with um, women who I consider to be holding different threads of the Magdalene, different storylines of the Magdalene. And this is what I have come to realize. She is showing up with so many of us right now. And each one of us is kind of weaving a thread, if you will, into the tapestry that's helping to reveal a bigger picture. And so I'm super honored and delighted to get to invite Marguerite to come on today because I know that you, my love, have just stepped into offering a new offering in the world to do with Magdalene. And I want to know all about it. So <laughs> tell me well, where you'd like to start. First of all, thank you so much uh, for having me. Mm. I'm honored to be with you because I consider you really the apex of, you mm -hmm. know, the and priestesses on the planet. <laughs> not, so, not to invalidate anyone else, but just say, okay? <laughs> Bless you. Because of the kinds of experiences and, and discussions we've had in the past, you know? Mm. So... And each of us is part, is a Magdalene, but we're also like anything. We have our own, it's like the eggs in a womb. Each one is part of the mother, yet she has her own combination. And so that's how we all are as the Magdalene priestesses, right? You know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I know you've been teaching about Magdalene and embodying her and doing ritual around her for years and myself as well, although there's been a hiatus because mm -hmm. I was teaching about her back in the 90s, when Margaret Starbird's book first came out, The Woman with the Alabaster Jar, and I was, you know, Miss uh, Scholar that I am, I just <laughs> created these slideshows and started presenting on her. And then I did this course at Dominican University of California for, it was like a full semester course um, that was focused on Magdalene, but then the whole context around her. So now that I've been doing a whole bunch of work on Mother Mary, as you know, writings, teachings, and so forth, I felt like I was returning to Mary Magdalene on a new rung of the spiral, maybe a couple of rungs, <laughs> higher or whatever. Yeah. And I was I was telling you earlier, I feel like I'm going through the whole holy family. <laughs> like it was a brilliant way to say it. <laughs> one is going to be 
I featured, you know, with because I feel like I I want to focus on the mystery teachings of Jesus next and all that. Anyway, so um, yeah, my my I'm turning my attention once again back to Magdalene after having done this huge foray into Mother Mary, and then learning also about their relationship through this unique research. So that's the that's the beginning of our conversation. Well, I yes. Exciting. And I loved your analogy that we're all like eggs in a womb and we all hold these different strains, if you will, of the pieces that we're bringing back together. And I think it's super exciting. And I just have noticed in the last even few moons here um, that suddenly everywhere I look, and you know how it is once you're sort of looking for it, you see it everywhere. It's one of those experiences. But everywhere I look, Magdalene, it's Magdalene, Magdalene. (laughs) Like she is just like captured something in the, the cultural zeitgeist, in women, um, in the understanding of her teachings and who she is within us, not just as a historical woman, but also within us as a collective archetype. So exactly. I'd love to have you share a little bit because um, I'm just now finding out about Marguerite's new offering in the world. And I'm always obsessed with finding out more information of what other people are gleaning about her. So I'd love to hear what new information you've been finding out about Mary Magdalene and where she comes from and this relationship between Mary, Mary Mother and Mary Magdalene. I'm I'm super curious. So wherever you are. Yeah, let's focus a little bit on that. You know, the new course that I'm offering is called The Seven Mysteries of Magdalene because As I started doing, looking at the material again in the texts from mm-hmm. new eyes and new perspectives, and then I thought, how can I be sure to make this relevant to everyone? You know, we're all developing the Magdalene within, right? So what I came up with, and I know you've had like six facets or six faces of the Magdalene, yeah. and I didn't even look carefully at that because I'm always like, just let me focus on what I'm getting. I don't want to be influenced or plagiarized. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? And and so these seven, these set, what I've come up with are these seven mysteries based on what I've found in the text. I mainly focus on the New Testament and the canonical gospels, right? I also don't look a lot at the other oracularly received mm-hmm. revelations from mm-hmm. people. Again, just to keep clear into my own information. Mm -hmm. Um, And I honor, you know, everyone again is getting stuff right about her because she's so huge. These (laughs) figures, these deities are on the level of that. They can contain the whole, right? So of course, whatever you come up with. So um, some of the new stuff that I've come up with about Mary Magdalene is not just that she was a tantric priestess, which I think mm-hmm. you've probably picked up on, a lot of people have picked up on, mm-hmm. but I was able to find the thread in writing my next book about Mother Mary of how Magdalene is a divine birth priestess. Mm-hmm. And I finally was able to, in that, it, through the texts, like reading it and doing the midrash, which is what I do, like, digging into and put applying my lens onto it that I realized that mother Mary and Mary Magdalene are both Marys. Mm-hmm. They are priestesses of divine birth who also carry the womb mysteries. Um, I, I mean, divine love 
who also carry the womb mysteries. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I have been able to, and this is what we're going to look at in the class, tease this out. Like how, what is the evidence for this? How is this so, so that we can make sense of it? So they're both, they're at ends of the spectrum where mother Mary is the celibate sacred parson of Genesis version of the divine birth priestess. And Magdalene is the tantric version of the divine birth priestess. They're both, they're Kadesha, right? They're, they're, they're that, that term for those priestesses that we are, are named in the Hebrew temple, mm. which as others have pointed out, probably you, is why Magdalene is imaged as the prostitute. It's not all wrong, okay? But the idea is that what does prostitute mean? It doesn't really mean the degenerated form later on that was disconnected <laughs> from spirituality that then became a sin, it's the sacred, I am the whore and the holy one, because not because we're carrying opposites, but because the whore is the holy one in this. Okay. What is the whore? You know, the, the, this is the highest level priestess of divine birth, who sometimes engages in sexuality as part of it and sometimes doesn't. So that's like the hot before even off the presses thing of how we're going to be looking at this. And so I'll pause there because then there's, you know, the piece of Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene and how they interacted. Let, what is your, what are your impressions? I mean, wow. what you yourself are yeah. the master here, right? Well, you know, it's so fascinating because um, I wrote a poem a few years ago that was the really the genesis of the Red podcast. And it was called Red and it was Red Woman. And it was about tracing this red thread way, way, way back throughout history, right? And one of the, some of the pieces that I started to work with were these, the, these names that Magdalene has gone by, right? And so what you're speaking to around this, this, that I am the holy one, I am the whore, I am the scorned one, this beautiful song of Solomon. This, this, That's this, right. This, this gorgeous text that we have that's so much about this idea that we're all of it, right? We're all facets of life and humanity and that it's in accepting and bringing all facets of us together that really the, the path lies. So that piece, and then, and then I learned that the word harlot means womb of light. And when you just sit with that for a moment, you go womb of light, harlot, how is that even possible? And then what we see, like you see the denigrated version of the whore and yeah. the original word whore was har or harin or hooray, all of these words right. that we have that connect us into the Kadesha, into the yeah. sacred temple priestesses who That's were right. working with the Kundalini energy, with the Shakti, with all of this sacred technology, could we say, from all different lineages, whether you go to the the, the Hindu scriptures or you go into the Gnostic Christian scriptures, it's the same thing that we're looking at, right? And so when I started to see that, that was when I really understood, oh, Magdalene isn't one woman. Right. Magdalene is a title. (laughs) Exactly. It's a title like Mary. Yes. So Mary and Magdalene is like the double power moniker. You know, right, right. So when we're speaking about Mary Magdalene, yes, we have a historical figure from Christianity that we can place into the picture, right? That's right. And we're talking to something much bigger than 
her individual life force, life. just as just as exactly. Yeshua, the same is true for him, Christ, exactly. the Christed being. He wasn't. He's not the only Christed being we've had on the That's planet. Right. He's one of thousands of Christed beings. That's right, hundreds of thousands. So. That's been like mind blown, right? To really yeah. grok that this is hidden in plain sight. Yes. It's right there. But we've been fed a very, very skewed and, oh, yes, twisted, twisted story. That, exactly. Horrifying it's, story. It turned around, uh, turned upside down story. Right. I know. This is why I so love the Gnostic Gospels. Right especially the gospel of Philip, which is where I'm going to be drawing a lot from yeah. that thing is like freaking hallowed ground. I mean, I know, right? it, it's all in there. Yeah. <laughs> Whole thing from beginning to end, anything you need to know about life, your own spiritual path. Mm -hmm. It's in there. Yeah. So and beautiful. you just have to have, you know, the eyes to see um, and the intuition to apply mm. to it. Mm. So tell us a little bit more. I, I'm, I'm super curious. It just gives a little a little overview of these seven mysteries that you have yeah. your naming. Because I think, like you said, I, I have something I've been working on for years, which is around the six faces of the Magdalene, which yeah. is archetypal. You know, where we have the Red Maven, the, the the High Priestess, the Sovereign Queen, the Rosa Mystica, the Ecstatic Alchemist, and the Death Maiden. And right. And we're really talking about this a lot to do with the, the ideology behind the six petal rose and this wow. journey of renewal, of rebirth that Mary Magdalene really stands in as a as a as one who's holding the mystery of death and rebirth and immortality and what that really stands for. So that's wow. been my fascination is that life cycle regeneration piece that I'm still only honestly, Marguerite, touching the edges of I know I am. I know there's yeah. much, much more inside that mystery for me yet to discover. And um, and I'm listening. Right. So Amazing. that's my piece. So what are the seven mysteries that you've now yeah. sitting in? Right. And so curious. it's like endless because yeah. it's like you're both in the same fractal, right? Right. And your six faces have gone off into this part. And my seven mysteries are going into that. A lot of them overlap and right. echo. <clears throat> But, you know, the mysteries that I go into are, first of all, the anointing and sacred oils for opening inner consciousness, which I know you're super into. <laughs> totally. So, you know, Diana Dubrow and all that. And and mm. uh, we're going to be partnering with her as an Good. affiliate um, and really with you, you know, to draw people to your courses um, yeah. and so forth as part of this big work that's happening. Um, but, you know, we're looking at how was Magdalene, what is called the myrrh-bearing priestess, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? What was myrrh? How is that related to all of the other oils? How is the scent and the oil an entry portal to uh -huh. the other dimensions of reality? Yeah. The rose, the frankincense, the myrrh, the nard, you know, mm -hmm. um, and just going deeply, you know, much more deeply into that mystery. And then what does it mean for us? Like, how do we start working with these oils? I love your kitty. I know. She really likes to be part of the show. Yes, of course she does. They're like, a lot of good stuff is happening here. We want to be in that. I know, totally. <laughs> um, um, so, uh, you know, so, the, so that's one of them. And, you know, feel free to stop, comment anytime. I know that that's a big area for you. 
Yeah. Well, let's let's just feel into that for a moment because I'll, I'll weave yeah. one thread in, Margaret, and then I want to hear the rest because um, the scent anointing is is really a whole tradition that I've been sitting in the mirror for with my beloved Diana Dubrow. We also oh, the Rosa yeah. Mystica Mystery School, as many yes. of you know, and we're we're really dedicated to training women in the, the ancient art of being a scent priestess and actually really moving through those mysteries of how to do, literally how to do that as an anointing priestess. And so it's been a really big part of my life. And what I will say about, there's so much to say, but one thing I will say about this, which also is to do with the etymology of words, and you and I both have a love of words, which is that the word anointed means Christed one. Yes. You anoint someone, you are awakening the Christed being within them. It's a frequency shift. The oils carry frequency. Right. They're essences that raise our vibration through their teaching when we take them in. And when you take an essential oil into your body, it crosses the blood-brain barrier. It's straight into your bloodstream and begins to inform your consciousness and shift literally your vibration in terms of your hurts readings. Like yes. That's what it does. And so... This this process that Mary Magdalene was using as a scent anointing priestess, as a mirror for, as one who was carrying these holy oils, was anointing beings that they may meet the divine within themselves as a portal. You know, the other way we can look at Magdalene is that she is a portal opener. Magdalene means great cosmic portal or great doorway between the worlds. And so... It's like all these threads, right? It's just endlessly fascinating. Endlessly. I've already gotten chills like four times. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll I'll throw it back to you because you and I could probably talk for days about all of this. I know. I mean, just any one of these. I know, right? And and it's like a couple of months ago, I started Hmm. getting messages, even in in sessions with clients Hmm. about scent, smell as a portal, right? Okay, you know, so everyone and the connection with the fae and the fairies, right? So none of this is separate. Mm-hmm. And then, um, mm-hmm. you know, it turns out that Indigo Angel now, who's, who we're also going to be affiliating with, has this starseed activator line because she's a serious oracle. Yeah. He's put them in combination and connected it with various star systems, right? Wow. And so, yeah. And so... um I mean, that's huge. Not to mention, as you were saying, the death end of it, the embalming, you know, the myrrh, the myrrh part of it to embalm the bodies. What was that all about? Like, just as the anointing is opening people up while they're in the body, the embalming is helping Mm -hmm. the soul to transmit through to the other dimension, right? Um, So there are just so many things associated with that so that's i mean we could go on and on should i go should i go to the next yeah, we go to the next one because because if we get lost up inside the death mysteries that'll be oh my god <laughs> and that that's one of the mysteries too let's go right into that one you know let's go to the alpha and the omega um you know wh- one of the mysteries i talk about is something that we hear in magdalene's gospel the gospel of mary that is attributed to the, her that she is the main personage we talked about it's her experience in there and so this is the mystery of transforming demons for healing ourselves in this lifetime and beyond because what she is given by jesus is specialized teachings that 
show you what the basic soul goes through in the bardo. Mm -hmm. The kind of seven gates and the annoying (laughs) things that you encounter and what the code phrase is that you will need to remember to express when these beings come at you so that you can keep moving to the next rungs of the ladder and, and on into the light, you know? Um, And this is also, so these adversaries or archons or whoever who come to your soul as you're trying to cross, um, it's a big deal when your body, when your soul is leaving the body. And these are also things that we find in life, right? right? How many descents do we make? How many dark nights of the soul? How many Pluto opposite the sun (laughs) transits do we have? And all of a sudden, oh my gosh, we're dealing with Mm. openings to seeing the underworld Mm. in our own lives and in the other dimensions. And so this is like really intense information. Of course, it has to be. Yeah. The death, the birth, the rebirth um, is going to be encompassed by the, the Magdalene. So this piece, I mean, and again, what's so amazing about each one of these mysteries is an entire mystery school exists around even one of these, right? So now we're we're into the Eleusian mysteries, we're into the Anonymous, we're into the Venusian, the way of the rose, the sisterhood of the rose, this whole nature of what we're learning and remembering around what, where I've been focusing my work, which is, is like, I'm very much about being here. Yeah. On the planet. I I came to be here on the planet to experience being a human being this time around. And the incredible mystery school and soul curriculum of my humanity. And for me, Mary Magdalene is the embodiment of these teachings of how to face into these seven gateways and these demons or shadows or basically aspects of our humanity that are so normal and natural to us as humans that are our curriculum behind which we then get to choose, are we going to choose love or are we going to choose fear? To really, very basically. And that this this technology that she shows us inside the Gospel of Mary, you know, it's very grand and mythic, but really it's also everyday life. Every day. It's practical. Every day. It's very practical. She's a practical priestess on that level. And yes. what I love about Mary Magdalene, and this is part of what keeps me coming back, is that it is the love of our humanity that opens our divinity. That's what she keeps saying is it's through being more fully human or anthropos, that beautiful word. The anthropos. Right. That we awaken the divine self through the eye of the heart, which is what Jesus was waffling on about the whole time. The eye of the heart, this noose, this way of seeing through a through a part of you where you're seeing through the eyes of your awakened heart. That's is here. And fully present with That's right. human experience. So, I mean, she is full <laughs> on with each of the chakras, right? Off of which Jesus took demons. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like exactly. The seven demons that he took off of her were, I think, on each of her chakras. So she's got the heart chakra. She's got the womb chakra. She's right. got you know the seeing. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Um, very much so, and that that bringing heaven to earth is one of her mysteries mm-hmm. oh, which we hear in her legends primarily in france mm-hmm. that seven times a day she'd go up to heaven 
the angels but would take really, her, right? Yeah. That's right. But really what was happening is seven times a day, she was bringing heaven to earth. Okay. Into the body because we are resacralizing matter, mm-hmm. DNA, Mm-hmm. And all the Sophianic aspects, Sophia created all of this and then got dissed and, you know, turned around for doing so. Parthenogenetically, by the way, she was a, a virgin birth goddess, you know. Um, and so this is about resacralizing the body while accelerating the light body. Woo! Okay. Let's so, for a moment. yeah, yeah. And so I'll be having, you know, this practice that I'm going to have people go through as a little uh, optional exercise Mm, of mm, mm. going to heaven seven times a day. All right. You know, (laughs) so just seeing what happens. I don't even know, you know, you know, you know, it's fascinating though, because that piece where they speak about her being in the cave and they speak about her being naked and being only covered with hair. Right. Right. She's got this long tangled hair. That's kind of like crazy wild woman in the cave who's being lifted up to heaven seven times a day. Right. She goes again. And I always think I, I sit with that image and I'm like, yes. So there she is in her wild ecstasy. Right. In dancing, sweating, praying. Right. You know, and we all know that place, right? Where we hit into the ecstatic, the, the, the life force coming through us and above us and around us. And in that ecstasy, she is embodying that heaven on earth. She yeah. is the living prayer of that. And that is a very different reading of what it means to be embodied in this human body that has the ability to feel this you know if you talk to anybody who's passed over to the other side the one thing they'll tell you is it ain't like being human (laughs) yes because they don't feel they can't feel anymore when they're not in a body that's that's right is a unique human experience and so we are here with this incredible tool, Magdalene is saying, that we are this, this vessel that is so extraordinary. And what she is teaching us is how to live in this vessel. That's right. As a spiritual right. path. And for me, that's the teaching that we need. That is what we that's need. Right. That's what's been missing. You know, we've been shooed out of our body. We've been terrorized and traumatized out of our bodies, especially us as women, but all of us. And so for me, Magdalene is that, is that invitation back in. And of course, we don't want to come back in because it's terrifying to be here yeah. too. Yeah. Let's be real. This is a yeah. scary ass place down here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are right in there with the archons and the adversaries day in and day out. Right. And so <laughs> um, it's, it's a heaven and a hell realm, you know, and, and we're navigating it all the time. 24 7 pretty much and so why not get the tools <laughs> <laughs> exactly i want to hear the other ones <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> so so some of the so, so some of these other mysteries you know so for um you know part of the technology is initiating into the sacred marriage okay for both accomplishing the divine birth within and activating the kundalini powers for tantric union, mm-hmm. right? So this this sacred marriage is um, related w- with her love relationship with Jesus, 
and uh, these understandings that I'm bringing forth about her processes of divine conception, okay, and the lineages that they created on the earth plane, mm. okay, and then, so that's like the sacred marriage, and I've teased it out as two separate mysteries, the other one being the mystery of the bridal chamber for achieving the Christ of light within, they're both and, same and different, yeah. You know, the sacred marriage really can only happen when you've had the bridal chamber within. So that that is a Gnostic gospel of Philip technology, chrism or whatever that they talk about. Um, what is this bridal chamber, you know, <laughs> and, and right. And so it seems like sometimes they're talking about sexual couples but then if you look deeper, they're talking about that inner unification, yes, self-love, right? Yeah. Fostering your own divinity within and going quasar or rainbow body within mm -hmm. while you're in the body, right? I mean, this is what these beings modeled for us. Jesus, Mother Mary, Magdalene, probably John the Baptist and others. And so we're going to be playing with these technologies and these different angles on this sacred union um, for those two mysteries. And of course, then, you know, a very strongly related mystery is the mystery of what I call Mary or Mary love, looking at what is that name Mary, meaning divine, you know, priestess of divine love, who always carries the womb mysteries as well, um, for activating our sacred heart. Mm -hmm. Okay, because the womb chakra has to be emphasized. The heart chakra has to be, all of them have to be emphasized. But especially right now on planet Earth, we're trying to move from the third chakra of will to the fourth chakra of heart, integrate those two. Ah. And so we're, we're looking at the technologies about heart awakening and expansion. Because she was a heart priestess. Those Mary, Mary, M-E-R-I is a term for um love in the ancient egyptian and it's where the word mariam or miriam came from I in the research see. that i've done see these are the pieces okay. these are the little breadcrumbs that these are the little breadcrumbs that you know are part of a gluten-free yeah. uh, <laughs> bread yeah. and so, so and uh yeah. So, so we've, you know, we've, we've gone through, let's see, most of them now. Um, oh, yeah. We've, we've just, so in oh, but no, the mystery of sacred sisterhood. And that's where mother Mary oh. comes. Okay, good. Good. But let's let me pause that. and see. Well, no, I, I just, you know, to me, this is like, like the feast of agape. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, can we can we go here? Can we go there? I wanted to go to all the places, you know. Um, I, I, sometimes I marvel at my own obsession with this material. I'm like, what? Is, you know, like if someone had told me years ago, oh yeah, you're gonna be, you're gonna be out there talking about Mary Magdalene and Yeshua and this whole thing, I'd have looked at them like they lost their minds because you know I'm a I I, I was an early lapsed Christian at the age of thirteen, and this yeah. this is really what you're sharing here, Marguerite is. And what I love about what you bring to it is that you're you're such a scholar and you're such a researcher that I, I can feel the refinement of all the threads that you are pulling 
through and also that you you've you've di- you've d- dived so deeply over the years into this whole world of pathogenesis and Mary M- Mary mother Mary and this whole idea of the conception and birth and what that is right from a literal perspective right. of giving birth and now there's this other piece that's the divine birth which is the birthing of the divine self within us and what you're speaking that's about this pathway, and I've I've sat with the Gospel of Philip a lot in terms of the bridal chamber because that image, that metaphor, is so powerful. And for me, I, you know, a lot of the work I've done around these different stations or chakras or work with archetypes has been building the inner, the inner landscape and architecture. And so, coming into meditation of seeing that bridal chamber, and what if in that bridal chamber it is your divine self? that That's you're right. meeting and that you're lovemaking with. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. And, and, you know, and then we have the whole Jungian idea of the anima animus and the inner masculine, inner feminine. And I've had direct experiences of this at this point wow. of that sacred union in myself. And it's incredibly intimate. Wow. Probably the most intimate that I've ever been with anyone is with myself. Wow. I just feel like we all need to take that in for a second. Because that's really been my path. And yes, I have a beautiful partner and all of that, but truly my path as a Magdalena has been to explore that inner sacred union within myself, within my own divinity and to understand what it is to make love and allow that conception of the divine self to take place in me. And that is the deepest mystery. And it actually is the first time I've ever, I'm ever talking about this, to be honest with you. I've wow, no wonder I'm feeling the medicine of it so strongly. Because it's so intimate and it's so personal. And that's when we talk about the bridal chamber. That is yeah. the nature of that metaphor. What Philip is pointing to is saying, this is the holy of holies, my love. Yeah. It is the, oh, this made me cry. Yeah. It's the yeah. holy of holies. It's, a, you know, what was called the holy sepulcher, right? It's that, that place. It's the, it's the place of that union between your innermost being, your yeah. soul and your spirit, that union. And it's, it's extraordinary to touch that. Yes. And, and, but, but, and what I want to say, and every one of us can. This is, yeah. I really want to make that clear because I think then we have this idea that, oh, my Kalila's special because she's touching the Holy Sepulchre and her. That's not yeah. it. That's yeah, yeah. not it. What we're about, and I know this is why you're probably putting the work out there, Marguerite, is that these sacred technologies, these ways of working with ourselves, that's for all of us. Magdalene did not hold back, does not want to hold back these teachings now. No. This is what wants to come forward, which is why so many of us are getting pieces of the puzzle and threads to pull on. And That's all right. ways, right, that we are embodying this sacred technology. That's right. And as each person who does these Magdalene courses one by one or who works <laughs> on the inner planes, you know, you're exposed to a different angle or a new tool or a new way of the meditation or, you know, mm-hmm. you're you're accessing different aspects, particles, DNA, um, facets of the crystal, and you're strengthening the whole thing because it really is infinite. Like the amount of teachings that could be for each mystery, oh right, gosh. are infinite. So there's enough for all of us <laughs> to be out there. Oh, my learning gosh. And, teaching and, you know, um, 
It is. It's it's remarkable. And yes, it's open to all of us. Mm-hmm. So the more we go through these processes and, oh, let's try this one and let's try that one, mm-hmm. um, the more we we strengthen this light body, we, we open this sacred light body that is already automatically connected with the divine. So you know, we're like a little holographic satellite, right? you know, of the divine. And that's the message they keep, I keep getting on the inner planes whenever I'm tuning into that. So it's wild to me. It's wild yeah. to see it beginning to blossom. You know, la tempe viendra, the time will come. The time yes. will come. And I think we're sitting in that moment and it's been seeded. It's been, you know, I always like to think of it like it got seeded, reseeded on the planet over 2,000 years ago. It's been right. seeded many, many times. This information. That's right. That's right. right. But they are our nearest yeah. ancestors. Star system, so to speak, to this this whole process, the ones that we can most remember clearly, you know, and what I, yeah. So let's talk about Mary, Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene and this sisterhood mystery. Yes. Because I think this is really powerful. Yes. The mystery of sacred sisterhood is support Mm. for shepherding the new awakening. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Just want to pause. Sacred sisterhood, right? I mean, here's where mm-hmm. these adversaries and archons really come in is through dividing people, mm-hmm. competition, jealousy, mm-hmm. um, power struggles, power over, power under. And so um, what I have been learning about as I've been researching Mother Mary and her relationship with Magdalene is that mm-hmm. these two women and a third woman, mm-hmm. another Mary, who happened to be Mary's sister, mm. Mary Paragita, were the three who always walked with the Lord. Okay, the three who walked with Jesus in, in the Gospel of Philip. They were the triangular womb around him, okay, carrying the... So they each had to be equal. So it's it's interesting because Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene carry the simultaneous valence of teacher, mentee, mm-hmm. and equals. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. That is a geometry that we're, I'm just even getting the full picture of this right now as I'm talking to you, that we're going to be looking at and working with in this class, because this is where so much healing is needed. Yeah. Because even Huge. putting out there that I'm teaching about Magdalene, it's like, ooh, you know, all the Magdalene priestesses get a little, whoa, I'm the Magdalene priestess. No, I'm the Magdalene priestess. Oh. And so it's like, Right. We're all the Magdalene priestess. We're all sister gurus. We are Mm. releasing those archonic energies that would separate us, divide us, have us be at odds with each other. And Mother Mary and Mary Magdalene were the key to that because um, Magdalene carried lineages and ideas and concepts and, and Akashic material from her lives. And so did Mother Mary. Mm -hmm. And yet Mother Mary was the supreme leader of the early church. And she was the mentor who promoted Magdalene in various aspects along the way. And they became equals working together around Jesus. And then, okay, get this equation. Mm. If Mother Mary is the mother of Jesus and Jesus is the mother, the, 
<laughs> Jesus is the life of Mary Magdalene. Ergo, Mother Mary is the mother-in-law of Mary Magdalene. Okay, yeah. just on the human plane. Yeah. What? Mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationships. Talk about a minefield for strife, uh, abuse, you know, all of this kind of thing, especially in patriarchy where women feel disempowered. And so then the mother is sticking it to the daughter-in-law. Okay. So all these things are like what we're reconciling when we come into realization of the harmonious aspect of the duality of these two women, as well as the triangle that they formed with Mary Paragita. And so usually the triangle is sometimes seen as unstable, two's company, three's a crowd, but but they worked out that triangle. Okay. And I'm sure that in their earth walk, it wasn't always easy. You know, they had to deal with stuff, Mm. right? Mm. But because on the astral plane, they hold such a high template for this, we can absorb it and move toward it and, and, and heal this sisterhood wound among us. Ooh, that's huge. It's huge. It's huge. This is such a massive part of, I know, your work and my work, because, you know, as one who holds temple space and now, you know, at this point within the priest's presence temple, you know, we, we work very deliberately on a model of synarchy as a beehive. And I always speak about the center point doesn't have to be me and isn't always me. And uh, I have been training priestesses in how to hold the center point, to be the focal point so that the temple can hold itself so that I can step out of the center and have others step in to hold that position. And that's what you're talking about is, is, and of course, yes, okay, I am still the main focalizer as it stands right now. However, that model that you're speaking about is the one that has come to me as being the most powerful one, which is that I can be the mentor and your equal at the same time. That's right. Mentor and be my mentor and equal at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. And that this this collapsing of the hierarchy or the dismantling of the hierarchical aspect where we have God, Jesus, and then everyone else, right? It's like, no, that, that, that is such an inversion, that upward pointing triangle of the down. I mean, like, you know, the yap yom, if you can see what I'm doing here, an upward pointing triangle and then the downward pointing triangle. And the women have always been holding what it is for us to actually be here. And to be in relationality and interconnection and interwoven and understand that we are, um, this is beautiful Thich Han phrase of interbeing, right? We're yes. interbeing with one another. And that this idea that we can learn from each other and that everybody is holding some codes within them. That's and if you're right. called here, it's because of that. And that our job is actually to help one another to step into those codes as fully as possible so that we can all receive the medicine that we have for each other. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mind blown on that one. Yeah. Yeah. The sister guru, you know, the sister guru model, which, which is based in respect. Right. 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 And an understanding that sometimes someone might be in the role of the elder. And that can switch, you know. And, and, and that so, can switch. There's fluidity. Yeah. I think, Marguerite, there's that's fluidity. The 
And, and I love the geometry of what you're describing is like the center is everywhere. So if you are resting on a particular day, week, month, or year, the whole thing doesn't go in. You know, it, it, the structure of it, all the nodal points are still there. It's a weave. It's a three-dimensional, five-dimensional, whatever weave that's still intact. That's right. And also it's about turning from the, the, the triangle from the hierarchy into the foundation. Right. Exactly. Okay. It's different. It's like on the ground, not really pointing up or down. You know, right. it's on the ground. And so... We're working with geometries, right? And just many diff dimensional aspects of this. Mm. Emotional, the emotional layers, which is where being able to work with those inner and outer adversaries is very important. The ones who call us names and tell us how inadequate we are and all of that. Because all of that work that we do in all these different mysteries enables a more harmonious human interaction mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's how we are re-bringing back um eden or the new earth mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay in in ways that we used to have it uh, to some degree in lemuria and other epics that we probably don't even remember <laughs> so we're yeah we're weaving it all together here mm, mm. Mm. So I know that we probably need to finish and there's so much more I have to talk about with you, but, <laughs> but what is the, why now for you? <laughs> why Magdalene now? Because as you said, you've been residing really with Mother Mary for many right. years and bringing her mysteries through and teaching and sharing spaces about that. And I'm super curious what, what has called you, you personally right now, right. Magdalene. You know, on the practical level, being the director of my school, Seven Sisters Mystery School, I am always wanting to offer something new to people. Mm -hmm. um, and I've always been like that as a teacher. I kind of rarely rest on my laurels. It's like, okay, you know, been there, move on. And so when I looked at what, what is in this treasure chest that I have that I have not really yet brought out, it was the material about Magdalene. And I had brought, I had talked about her earlier on in the life of the school. I have another little course called um, Inner Journey with Inanna and mm -hmm. Mary Magdalene, where I start going into this material. But then I realized that so much time has passed and um, information has come in that it would just felt like time again to start looking at, at Magdalene and bringing her forth. And she was coming into my new book on Mother Mary. And it was just like, wow, okay. There's a whole other mm -hmm, mm -hmm. domain of material that wants to come through me about this. And as I said, I'm now feeling the next piece is, you know, the Jesus mysteries, <laughs> you know, those are coming in. Um, so I just sort of follow my nose or my intuition or um, the what's next feeling. I tune in. It's like, okay, yeah, that's what's next. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and Magdalene is here and it's perfect timing, of course, because of the conjunction, as I said, of everything that's been happening. Yeah. Yeah. My no, absolutely is. Absolutely is. And I, I, um, 
I, I will, I'm really excited to receive your, receive all of your threads and, and to feel how they, you know, how they reverberate like little, you know, like I'm seeing like a harp, you know, and it's being played mm-hmm. and there's all of these different resonances and resonances between the materials and the ways in which we've come. And what I'm always so amazed at too is yes, the fractals of the different frequencies that we hold, right? That you, how you're bringing it through is unique to your fractal and one of the things i know for sure and i've had this calling so stay tuned loves because i've been visioning this for a while which is to call together all of the women who are teaching magdalene work and to actually create something together whereby we work with this sisterhood piece with this how can we all be together in this can we all respect one another for the different streams that we're standing in and so you're just giving me more more um, Shakti input for that because it's been coming to me and I've spoken to a few sisters around it and I I feel like that's time. So stay tuned yeah. because I, I, I think once I get a little bit of space in my schedule, that might be one of the next things that wants to happen. That, that <laughs> feels so powerful, so amazing and will be facilitated by all of us doing our work to clear out what could get in the way of that. Exactly. And then invoking the sacred triangle of Mother Mary Mar- Magdalene and Mary Paragita to support us, because how I put in that mystery is that mm-hmm. it's for support in shepherding. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Because we need that support of the sisterhood to to do this work, because it's not that easy, as you know. You know, we're always living it. <laughs> we're living Absolutely. whatever. Absolutely. And so. Yeah. That sounds really, really powerful. And then mm-hmm. each person shines as her own Magdalene. That's right. Right. And you that's been a lot of what my work has been with the six faces. I mean, six faces are fractals of thousands of faces of who she is. Right. But at least it gives us a language to understand yeah. that, Mag- that a Magdalene priestess can look very different. We we have different right. um skill sets and vocations, you know, from the death made of miracles through to the ones who are walking as the tantricas through to the ones who are working as the creatrixes, you know, it's, it's, we, we have different frequencies and ultimately they all live within us. And as happens in our human form, we tend to orient towards certain archetypal patterning. That is kind of how it works. (laughs) Right. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, the the geometry of what you're talking about, too, it does feel related to a new earth economy type thing as well. Totally. In whatever level that ends right. up. Well, and, you know, these happening. are all things that we can feel. I always say I can feel it at the edges of my consciousness, right? Like it's like something is happening. And then we have to look to the synchronicities and the patterns and the symbols that come to us that are informing us of what that spidey sense is of what's happening. And I, I, I'm watching, I'm watching and I'm listening because I'm seeing it happening in front of me. And I'm also like many of you who are listening to this, probably we're, we're, we're all a little bit surprised that we're part of this, to be honest, because this is not on my life plan. <laughs> I you know? Oh, I know. I'm like, what the heck? How did it end up that well, I'm 
in this no. kind of sort of Christian boat. I don't know. You know. I don't know how I'm in that boat. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and what we're really in is the pre-Christian boat. That's we're, what we're in. We're, we're in the mystical substratum. Right. <laughs> right. We're in the mystery school that many yes. mystery schools that That's existed right. before they became Christianity and really got bastardized and and, and 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 created into this this horrifying system that has been the dearth of this world because it's been responsible for an incredible amount of death torture and horror yeah and really i just amazing. i mean i just can't even reconcile it sometimes i still have such a hard time reconciling that that is done in the name of the lord I know. I know. It's like, I think they all saw and knew, you know, the things I write about that Mother Mary envisioned and all. They saw and knew that these energies were going to congregate right around it, almost take it over, or you know, essentially. And we were all just going to have to make our way through this. Well, and it's been pretty terrifying. Let's be real. And, And a part of what I hear you saying, and this is part of my own personal thread around the Magdalene is why now is this, you know, because there are enough of us living in a situation whereby we have the privilege, and I really want to name that, the privilege to study this material, the privilege to embody this, to be curious about this, and that we're safe now to be able to do this work. And that is the bigger picture answer of, you know, I gave you like the little... Marguerite world. But of course, there's this larger now is the time reason collectively, astrologically, whatever the timeline, this is it. There's a critical mass of people who have awakened to what's going on. And we are more safe now. That's right. And that's why it's rising up because we can that's right. And we have the technology, we have the ability to have these conversations and we yeah. have the ability to 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 go onto, you know, onto the computer and research things and find information that we just couldn't find before. I mean, it's That's just, right. you know, and it's incredible. And and so yeah. I just am so so excited to receive you here, my love, and I know we need oh. to finish for today. But thank um, you. I've I've I I just <laughs> also what you're saying, it's just talk about a co playing of a harp <laughs> it's like yeah. we're both well, playing and, that's, harp. and that's really it you know and it's all to do with the vibration and resonance and the stories and the teaching and the embodiment but really at the heart of it you know we you 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 know when you're in the presence of someone who's walking this path because you feel it yeah and there's mm-hmm. a there's a reason behind that so with that said my loves everyone else who's listening to the red podcast today i'd love to hear your comments you can find us on spotify on apple music and i really really would love to hear what threads you're starting to to find for yourself or to follow or how she's coming to you because this is the truth for those of us who are drawn to her drawn to her she begins to show herself to us and start to guide us and so i'd love to hear from any of you around that you can find out about marguerite's new program on the links below this podcast and also where you can find marguerite online as well as on her social so, my loves, with that said, we will return with another fabulous episode. And you've probably realized that my little obsession, or I should say my big obsession at this point with the Magdalene is kind of infiltrating the Red Podcast, as she would want it to be. <laughs> and this is, I think, the seventh or eighth episode in this season that's dedicated to Magdalene. And so 
I'm collecting these amazing interviews, which is why I'm thinking about this idea of gathering all of the Magdalene women who are holding her cadence out there. So stay tuned for that too. More coming. Much love to you, angels. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of The Red Podcast. It's been an honor to have you here with us. As Red Women, we are here leading from the edges of our own evolution, birthing new worlds into being through our bodies, our hearts, our minds, and our beautiful presence. If you would like to be in contact with me, I love hearing from you. You can find me on Instagram at elaine.kalila or over on my website, elainekalila.com. And lastly, I'd like to invite you, if you loved this episode, to go ahead and share this with someone that you think might enjoy it too. It's through us sharing our hearts with one another and inspiring one another that we reveal our red, that evolutionary edge that is just waiting to be fully expressed in all aspects of our world. Until next time, many, many blessings.